Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Somebody say Holy Spirit. One of the Latin words used to describe the Holy Spirit, according to the King James, in Luke chapter, John chapter 16, verse, verse, verse 6. John chapter 16. Verse 6, it says that uh, because I have said these things, sorrow has filled your heart. Because I have said these things. What did he say? Do you know what he said them? What he told them? Why sorrow has filled their heart? Because I have said these things, sorrow has filled your heart. He said, nevertheless, However, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go. Ah, so it is the going away that has made sorrow fill their heart. If you and I were there, we would be very sorrowful. Because what was given, Bible says, strike the shepherd and scatter the sheep. What was giving them their big manism was Jesus. Most of them, the fishermen. Just collectors, they were useless. Suddenly, crowd gathers and they are the sitting in the front. They felt very important. Jesus was receiving, receiving preaching appointment. They were always with him. And he has changed their status. They were important people. People see them in town and say, hello, sir. Oh, I know you. Say, oh, me, yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm the one. They're so important. And suddenly, Jesus said, I have to go. It's like this thing has to end. So they were thinking, I'm, hey, it's just like you work at a big company. You work in a big company. One of the big, doing so well. So well and if you're one of the top guys and they tell you that the company is about to close. Yeah, sorrow will fill your heart, won't it? Yeah. So Jesus said, because I told you I'm about to go. You see, even with a job, you can get another job quite similar. But with a miracle worker like Jesus, there's never been a... So obviously, if he's going, then the, that's it. So he said, because I told you I'm going, sorrow has filled your heart. He said, nevertheless, it is to your advantage that I go. Ah, you are going, he said, because, because it is expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, say comforter. You see capital C. Comforter, talking about deity. Comforter. The comforter. And I, as you have always known, but it's just good to reiterate, comforter, it comes from a Latin word, two Latin words, com, C-O-M, or C-O-N is the same, C-O-M, and then forte, strength. It's not my forte, piano forte, that's piano forte. Some of you didn't know that the original name is not piano, it's piano forte, but it's too long, so they do it piano. Piano is soft, forte, strong. Fortress. You know why fortress it? To fortify. What does it mean to fortify? Some of you, you fortified your stomach before you came here. Fortify. Yeah. To strengthen. Okay. So, forti- to have fortitude. That's where we can, when they say something, it's a fortress. A strong building. 
strong for security purposes. You run into it like the Iron Dome. You go into it and you are protected. So it's a fortress, fortress to fortify all those ways. If you, and, 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 and they are, they, in fact, sometimes if you look at the French words for maybe strength and other things, you may look, you may realize that it's the same. It's very similar to these Latin root Latin words. So forte and then come. So with strength. So the comforter comes with strength. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. That means that he's someone who is coming with strength. He said, if I don't go, somebody who is supposed to come with strength can come. But if I go, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. All right? So if I don't go, and New King James uses the word helper. Helper. The Greek word helper, comforter, the Greek word alos paraclete. Okay? So, he is the helper, paraclete. But there's another word which I've been using a lot and I want to say that as well. So, I've said comforter, but the other word translated um, or that, it's actually not a word clearly translated, but that is the title of the Holy Spirit in Latin. is magister Veritatis. You like that one? It sounds like ice cream. <laughs> Magister Veritatis. Magister Veritatis, do you know what it means? Magister Veritatis, Magister is Latin, which means master, authority, the superior. And the Holy Spirit is one of his titles, actually in Latin, he's referred to as Magister very tatus. You know verity? What's verity? Verity. What's verity? It's truth. Okay. Truth. To verify, to check if this thing is true. Oh, you see, it's just that language, if you have not um, been trained, you know that it's very same, everything, English language. So to verify, and there are a lot of other words that emanate or that have verity as its true word. Jesus said, verily, verily I say unto you. All right. Very, very nice. Truthfully nice. So, veritatis is truth. Simpler way to put it. But it, it doesn't just mean truth. It means what else did you see there? That's all you saw. You're not checking it. It doesn't not, It doesn't just mean truth. It means authenticity. It means clarity. Reality. Okay, so when they said the Holy Spirit is called the one, when you talk about reality, clarity, and truth, his class is above everybody. In the simplest way, he's the master of the truth. There's no truth he can give. So Jesus said, in look at in verse 13 of John chapter 16, he said, how be it when the spirit, did you see that? The spirit of truth, the majesty veritatis, is the majesty, is come. He will guide you into how many of the truths? Oh, because he's the, he's the master of truth. He's the master of reality. He's the master of substance. He's the master of what must be known above any other thing. He's the master of it. So the Holy Spirit is not just somebody who brings strength is also someone who is magister 
Above, above all ranking. If you have the Holy Spirit with you, it's not just physical, but intellectual. So he gives you something above the normal, both in the intellectual realm of the the realm of knowing things and things becoming clear. You can't have the Holy Spirit and working with the Holy Spirit and your future is murky. You are confused. No, no. Being confused is not a sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because he's the magister veritatis. Nothing this is what, one interesting thing about the Holy Spirit. There is nothing God can do, will do, intends to do, should do on earth that can be done without the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was form, uh, without form and void. And darkness was upon the deep of the surface of the earth. And the, the spirit, darkness was upon the deep of the face of, upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God. Did you see that? Listen to this. I know it hasn't occurred to some, most of us. This is the opening comments of the Bible. First, first word or sorry, first name mentioned in the Bible is God. So the Bible says that when the begin, when things were beginning, God was standing there. Things began with God. So the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. And the next name that was next personality that was introduced is just write in Genesis chapter 2. In the spirit of God. Tell Jehovah witness. That is not a force of God. It's a spirit of God. It's a spirit of God. And the spirit of God. Moved upon the face of the waters. Before God said. Say God said. So verse 3 says. Then. Did you see that? Then. God said. Let there be. And there was verse 6. Then God said, let there be, verse 9. Then God said, verse 11. Then God said, verse 14. Then God said, verse 16. Then God said, 20. Then God said, 24. Then God said, 26. Then God said, 29. And God said, 31. And God saw. So, nine times God kept saying, saying, saying. Now, I'm just showing you something. Saying, 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 saying. Then, the 31, God saw. What did he see? He saw that all the things he had made. No, but he hasn't made anything. He's just been talking. Yeah, that's how he makes it. That's how. Is that also? God saw everything he had made. But he hasn't made anything. He was just saying. Read the Bible. God never made anything. He didn't say, and God made something. But it says that Genesis chapter 1 I'm talking about. In verse 3, God said, let there be, and there was, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 6 and God said, and God said, let there be verse 9, and God said verse 11, and God said verse 14, and okay, uh, verse 14 and God said, verse 20 and God, and God said verse 24, and God said 26, 
And God said, 29. And God said, 31. And God saw. He said, go. So God kept saying, and now he saw everything he had made. He wasn't making, he was speaking. But how does he make by speaking? So in John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word. Say, in the beginning was the word. Say, in the beginning was the word. So, this in the beginning phrase appears twice in the Bible. Actually, that's a place Jesus said in the beginning it wasn't so. Yeah, but I was just referring to the beginning. But then, this phrase appears twice in the Bible. First one was Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning. Now, John chapter 1 verse 1. It says, John 12, it said, in the beginning was the word. Genesis 1, 1 said, in the beginning, God created. Here, it said, in the beginning, there was the word. All right. So, in the beginning, God created. God, in the Genesis, God created in the beginning. John said, actually, in the beginning was the word. Even though Genesis didn't mention the word, it just said God. All right, watch this. God. And then verse, the next verse. Uh, no, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm going to go back. It says, and the word was with God. So the God that was mentioned in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created. He wasn't alone. A word was with him. No wonder all he said, all he did was to say. Oh, you didn't understand that. He, he didn't have anything, but he had a word. So in the beginning, God and word. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he showed us how he created it. He said, then God said, then God said. So watch this. He said, and the word, sorry, Genesis, uh, John. And the word was with God and the word was God. And that's interesting. So God was not just alone as it were, but God is now, we have been told that God is not alone, but God is a corporate God. He wasn't a singular God, but a corporate God. He wasn't two, for your information. Please, 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 please. No one said God is two or God is three. The Bible never said God. The Bible said, the Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. All right. The Bible is very clear about that. Very clear. God is one God. But this one God, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, the word, the, ah, say, come, you please come. So, in the beginning was the word. But Genesis said, in the beginning, God. Then he said, even though God, the, the word was. And he said, the word was with God. And the word was God. Mm. So, the God, sorry, the God, he said, God is the word and him. He is the word and he is him. No wonder in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he said, then God said, let us. Because he is an ass. Okay, let us. So, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then the verse 2 talks about, and the spirit of God. So now, three, the trinity right there, the first two chapters, the trinity was there. Alright, but John throws more light on it for us. Thank you, Pastor. John throws more light on it for us. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Look at verse 2. The same was in the beginning of God. Verse 3 gets very serious. Now look at verse 3. All things were made by him. How did God make things? That's how God went. And God said, and God said, and God said. And he says that God speaking, 
was the word. And the word is how everything was made. And this is getting interesting. And when you read downwards, it said, and there was nothing made that was made without the word. Then this word through whom everything was made. In fact, the verse 9 is interesting. Is it verse 9? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the true light which lighteth every man that came into the world. In other words, he authorizes your coming. Without his presence, you can't exist. You can't exist. You owe your existence to him. That's why if you don't serve him, the Bible says that God will punish all those who do not accept the gospel. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse um, 9, 8 and 9, he said, God will punish them. Second Thessalonians said that in flaming vengeance shall he, uh, uh, vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel. Because it's the gospel that has, is God's word. The gospel is the message about Jesus Christ, his person and his work. And he said, we are all a product of Jesus because in a sense, in a sense that every man that comes into the light into the world every human being he lightens he lightens us in other words, he makes it a po- he makes living possible for us that's the verse 9 but look at verse 14 verse 14 says that this word say the word, the word. what happened to the word the word was made flesh and what happened and dwelt amongst and then we do we were and we, we were, and dwelt among and we beheld his glory now he's talking about his the word is a person. He dwelt amongst us, even though he has existed in time, uh, before time. He dwelt amongst us. And we bear his glory as the only begotten of the Father. Who is this talking about? Obviously, he's talking about Jesus. This is, uh, who is the only begotten? For God so loved the world that he gave his only. That's Jesus. All right. So why have I gone so far? Because I just want to explain Genesis chapter 1 and let you know that right from chapter 1, the Trinity was there. But Jesus was not mentioned because he couldn't be mentioned because Jesus, watch this, Jesus did not exist in Genesis or he was not, Jesus was not Jesus in Genesis chapter 1. He only became Jesus in Luke chapter 1. Oh, you are not getting it. I'll explain. Luke chapter 1, verse 31 and 32. Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and he shall call his name Jesus. Now, before then, no, there wasn't any Jesus, God's son, no, no, on earth. Even though he has always been, that's why he said in John chapter 8, verse 54, 55, 56, said, before Abraham... Eh, no, he said, Abraham sought to see my days, and he saw it, and he was glad. And then they said, ah, you, you are not yet 50 years old. And are you saying you saw Abraham? He said, oh, you didn't know, before Abraham, I am. Oh, Jesus answered and said, verily, see, verily, 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 I told you the other time. It's, it means truly, truly, but it's actually amen, amen. He doesn't pray, he doesn't speak, finish speaking before he puts the amen. He said, amen, then I will speak. Jesus. So he said, Amen, Amen. <laughs> I say unto you, before Abraham, then he used a big, now Jews understand when you say I am, he said, Ego imi. So when you want to say I'm coming home, you can use imi coming home. Yeah. I am. But if you use 
Ego imi is the name of God. Imi, ego means I am. Imi means I am. But both of them are, can be used only on different contexts. But if you use the... So when he was sending Moses to go and deliver the children from Israel, when Moses didn't want to go, in Exodus chapter 3, verse somewhere 14, 15, 16, he said, when I go, what should I tell? Who should I say sent me? He said, when you go, tell them that I am that I am. You see, ego imi, two I ams. He said, I, whatever you want me to be, I am. You want me to be a husband, lady, I am. You want me to be a father, you want me to be a provider? You want me to be a deliverer? You want me to be a breakthrough person? Whatever. Whatever you need. He said, I'm. So God said, tell him I am. So that is the name that Jews don't mention. It's, called, it's Yahweh. W, sorry, Y, Y-H, W-H. And then and some German theologians translated it. J, Y is J. So that is where, that's where Jehovah comes from. All right, watch it, watch it. So Jehovah... Listen, listen. Jehovah, are you listening to me? Can I preach? I want to talk about The word Jehovah is a transliteration from the Hebrew into German. And then the Hebrews, they don't have um, vowels. Is it right? Or consonant vowels. So the name is Y-H-W-H. That's all. So, but they think that it should sound like Yahweh. So when you hear Yahweh, we bow down, Yahweh. No, that's what someone calls Jehovah. So we're actually not Jehovah's Witness. We are Yahweh, so if we want to, Yahweh is better. All right. Now, that's the name there. Yahweh, that's what they, Yahweh means I am that I am. Then Jesus said before Abraham, Yahweh. And you know, he, he really infuriated the Jews. And what happened? The next verse. Then they took up stones to cast at him because he, he, he uh, uh, sorry, uh, to cast at him for he himself and went out of the temple going through the midst of them and he passed. They took up stones to stone him, uh, to cast at him. Why? Because when he said, I am God, we have to kill you. Blasphemy, serious. The highest, the, uh, the blasphemy to the highest order. Now, so Jesus has always, watch this, he has always existed, but not as a human being. So the Jesus name is a human name. Oh, that's why in the name of Jesus means more. Because when you say in the name of Jesus, you are talking about God who became man and took man into God. So God came into man and took man and into God. So that's why the Bible says that there is no other name by which men shall be saved by said the name Jesus. And he said, there's, there's one God, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. There is one God and one mediator between God and men. Did you see that? The man, not the God Christ Jesus. So he's actually seated in heaven as still man. So we have a represent human being for the first time is inside God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's inside the Trinity. <laughs> human being is inside the Trinity. So that's why there's so much guarantee for your prayer. And that is why you can go to God. As I said, let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain. Why? Because we have a high priest in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. We have a, oh, I feel like preaching about this Jesus. We have a high priest. So we have a high priest. No, no, watch this. So it says that 
that we, we, we have a, because we have a high priest who, who um, uh, uh, can feel, can be touched by the feelings of our infirmity, we should come boldly before the throne of grace. Why? Because when you go to heaven, there is a man, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, he said, and made us sit together with him in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 2, chapter 1, verse 21, it talks about how, no, 20, 20, 20 talks about which, which, wrought in, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, verse 21, far above principalities. So Christ was raised and is seated at the right hand of God. You don't have to raise God because God didn't die. But the man Christ Jesus, the man Christ Jesus died but was raised by God. And so he seated at the right hand of God. So what the point I'm making is, in the beginning there was no man. But Jesus is, a name, is the name of a man. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, and the spirit of God moved. So where is Jesus? He is the word, but at that time, he's not called Jesus. Uh, the word, verse, oh, John chapter 1, verse 14, the word became flesh. Then we called him Jesus. That's why the angel announced in Luke chapter, chapter 1, verse 32, or 31, is it 32? He said, no, 31. 31 says that, you shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Until he was born, he could not be called Jesus. Because Jesus is not the name of God, but is the name of man. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Man was not there, but the word was there. The word in time, in time, it took many years, many centuries, and the word became flesh. And then we call him Jesus. And that same Jesus died to save us from our sins. And watch this now, it's coming to my message. God couldn't create the heavens and the earth without the Holy Spirit. Even God. God wanted to create, but the Spirit has to, Spirit, 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 move. Spirit, move. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But we also understand that in the beginning was the word. Mm. And the God who created the heavens and the earth, the word was with God. Mm. And the word was God. And everything was created by the word. And then in the fullness of time, Galatians 4, 4, Bible says that Christ was born by the, under the law, by the Virgin Mary. Or uh, John chapter 1 verse 12 says, it's verse 14 says that and the word became flesh. This will happen. When the angel told Mary you are going to be pregnant, as soon as the angel told Mary, the word was ready to wrap. From that time onwards, the word could not be separated from humanity, the flesh. Humanity. So the word became human. And what's the name of the word becoming human? Jesus. So the word becomes flesh. And then he was walking amongst us. He was eating. He was tired. He slept in the boat, on the boat. He wept. He hid himself. Yeah. When they wanted to stone him. He went, he went, he went. Jesus, can you imagine Jesus himself? <laughs> he took cover. <laughs> he, and he went and hid himself somewhere. He was hiding. They were looking for him. He was hiding. God, almighty God. He was 
can you say God is hiding? Why is God afraid? But he didn't operate on earth as God. Even though he was God in the flesh. Before this conception took place, Mary asked the angel, but you're talking about pregnancy. How can this thing be since I know no man? How can this, thing, how can this be? Verse 34, he said, Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Seeing I know no man. And the angel said, don't worry. From the beginning, nothing happens on earth without the rock of God. The, the, Greek, the Hebrew word for the spirit, there are two Hebrew words for, for breath and spirit. The same breath or spirit, sometimes the wind. One is neshma. Neshma is, everybody is doing neshma now. When people are doing neshma, you don't even feel it. Are you breathing? But the person sitting here, you won't feel it. Can't hear you breathing because it's so soft. How about when you sneeze? Everybody will hear and say, bless you. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> now, so Hebrew where there are two types of words used for breath. The first one is neshma, which is, the second one is work. You can work. Forceful breath. Now, the word used for the Holy Spirit is the rock. It's not the gentle one. It's the forceful one that causes things to happen. Now, the angel told Mary, don't be afraid because the holy, ah, 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 the spirit, Genesis chapter 1, the spirit of God was there. Now, when God himself now came to wrap himself to be a human being, he said, that could not happen outside of the Holy Spirit. works with announcements. So angel was sent to come and give a word to Mary. And the Mary, Mary said, oh, how can this be? You know, he said, don't worry. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Then he said, your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant six months and blah, blah, blah. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. For we've got all the, verse 38 is what I want. Then Mary said, behold, I'm the handmaid. Be it unto me according to the word you have spoken. As soon as she said, I accept it. Do you know what happened? As soon as she said she accepted it, she got pregnant. How did she get pregnant? No, 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 no. Verse 35. How was she going to get pregnant? And how did it happen? When she said, okay, I'm willing. Holy Spirit came upon her. So now she was walking. She went to Elizabeth's house. And then she saw Elizabeth who was pregnant. And she greeted Elizabeth, chapter, verse 40 and 41. He said, hail, those times they, they greet, hail, or shalom, shalom aleichem. So they greeted, they, 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 she, she greeted, shalom, shalom aleichem. And then Elizabeth lifted her voice and cried out with a loud voice, blessed are you, blessed are you, what do you mean? So, oh, Elizabeth, what's wrong? He said, because when I heard the sound of your voice, the baby in my womb began to jump for joy. Bible says that, and Elizabeth was filled with the spirit. The thing has happened to Mary, and now she's becoming contagious. So John the Baptist, who was supposed to introduce the Christ, when the greetings from Mary came, he got filled with the Holy Spirit in the mother's womb. Yeah. It, it's, this is all the work of the Holy Spirit. 
when they were announcing the birth of John the Baptist, they said that he will be, chapter, Luke chapter, chapter 1 verse 14 or so, he said, he shall be filled with the spirit from his mother's womb. Aye, aye. Look, for this child shall be, and they shall not drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And it took place when Mary went and greeted him. Because Mary was already filled. So when she, that's why you have to hang around people who are filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Spirit. One of the things I want to say before I end, because I have to say it today, is Jesus said, if a spirit is cast out of a man, the place is clean. The man's life becomes clean. But he said, it is dangerous for you to be clean and empty. It is dangerous for you to be clean and empty. When you read the Bible very carefully, you will see it all throughout the book of Acts. They, they were receiving the Spirit, receiving the Spirit, because it is a necessary aspect. Receiving the Spirit is a necessary aspect of, of what God can do with your life. You are struggling so much. It's not because you don't have willpower. Most of us think your willpower is good enough. It's, 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 I almost said it's rubbish. Your willpower, when it comes to the work of God, God doesn't need Even God himself needed the Spirit. And then, so Mary got filled with the Holy Spirit, went to Elizabeth's house, greetings, greetings, just greetings, only greetings. And Elizabeth screamed. He said, blessed are you! And he said, who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Wow. Then she sang the Magnificent. My, my spirit, that's my soul that magnifies the Lord and my spirit shall rejoice in God my Savior. And it goes from verse 45, goes down, down. That's, that one is always said in the Catholic Church. Yeah. Very important. Okay, let me, let me. So, Jesus Christ could not be born, could not, the conception could not take place without, are you getting what I'm saying? Without the spirit. And now he has been born. He's been born. Year one, nothing. But remember, he's the word. In the, this is the flesh. Word in the flesh. Word in the flesh. But he couldn't heal anybody. He couldn't cast out any devil. He couldn't do anything. Squat. He didn't do squat. Until one time, John the Baptist, who was supposed to introduce him, the one who was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. He was filled from his mother's womb so he could start his ministry early. <laughs> so John the Baptist was baptizing. Then he saw, he, saw, he saw Jesus coming. He saw Jesus coming. As Jesus was coming, Jesus came. He said, here am I. Baptize me. Then he knew. He said, no, I can't baptize you. You are supposed to baptize me. Jesus said, do this so it, it might fulfill all righteousness. Matthew chapter 3 from verse 11 that was, it might fulfill all righteousness. And so he went to be baptized. But according to Luke, uh, say Matthew chapter 3, but Luke chapter 3, I prefer Luke chapter 3, I quoted it earlier on, verse 21. It came to pass that all the people were being baptized. Jesus also being baptized and praying. What happened? The heavens was, uh, came to pass people praying. The heaven was opened. And what happened? The next verse. And the holy, ah. Now, I'm trying to draw your attention to the significance of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because it looks, Pastor, it looks like many people are not aware 
of the key role the Holy Spirit plays in everything that God can do on earth. Everything. Now, the word, the word made flesh. Does he still need the Holy Spirit? Yes. Why? Because now he's on earth. God can't do anything on earth without the Holy Spirit. You are believing God for a miracle. Go open up yourself to the Holy Spirit. You want to see the hand of God in your life. Why are you not pursuing the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit. And so, so the, the, watch this. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit before, after this incident. Then, okay, let me, let's go to the next bit. Let me show you something. And a voice came. And Jesus himself, oh, ah, 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 do you see that? Let's already from the screen. Let's go. Listen, after he was baptized and he began his ministry, the Holy Ghost came on him. Now he began his ministry. So the Holy, this Holy Spirit thing is so significant because the word, you see, this is not me. My real identity is this. But now I've taken on a character. So let's say I'm wearing Mickey Mouse. So when I can achieve them, I say, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. They see me as Mickey Mouse, but me, I know I'm not Mickey Mouse. I'm just Mickey Mouse impersonated. He took on the flesh. And yet, even though the word was in the flesh, the word could not do squat until the Holy Spirit came upon him. God couldn't create without the Holy Spirit. Mary couldn't conceive without the Holy Spirit. Jesus couldn't begin without the Holy Spirit. Then he said to the church, now, can you imagine, when he resurrected from the dead, he came to his disciples. And the first thing is, John chapter 20, verse 22, or from verse 20. So, John is 20, 20. And when he has showed, he has so said, he showed, he showed unto them his hands and his side. That's where he has been pierced. Then, then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Look at verse 21. Then Jesus said to them, peace be unto you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send, even so send I you. Look at the next verse. And when he has said this, what did he do? He breathed on them and said to them, receive you. He said, as the Father sent me, even the same way I'm also sending you, then he did, receive you the Holy Spirit. Send them. Do they need the Holy Spirit? Yes. So he told them that don't leave Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Luke chapter 24 verse 49. He said, do not leave Jerusalem until you are endued with power. The reason why I kept this on me was I was almost distracted too. I like to talk about Christ, how he went. So he went with this to heaven. He climbed up to heaven and sat at the right hand of God. With this, still, so when you pray, someone like you is there already. Wait. He's, he's, called, he's called the captain of our salvation. He's called the forerunner. Uh, think about it. The forerunner. Watch. He's called the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And now it's set. Hebrews chapter 12 is there. Verse 1 and 2. 
Therefore, seeing we are surrounded with such great clouds of witnesses, let us run with patience. They just raised it before us. Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. What is he? The altar and the finisher. Your faith is, is, is fake if Jesus didn't initiate it. The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, endured the cross, and is sat down at the right hand. Jesus, Jesus is not, is not the word. Jesus. The word made flesh is called what? Jesus. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. It says, great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of God. Without controversy, great is the mystery. Of, this is why it beats their mind. It beats other religion, their mind. That how can you say God became flesh? It's mystery. It's, it's a big mystery. And the mystery of godliness is grace. You can't deny it. So if they say this is all nonsense, rubbish, you can't say, yeah, I agree with you. It doesn't, it doesn't fit into human thinking. But it has to be God. Because it's God, it's above human scope. Now it says, great, great is the mystery of God. God was manifested in the flesh. Is that what you understand? God came and took on flesh. That's why he has to be born because you can never be a human being without having a mother. Jesus has a place of birth, date of birth and the mother and father. But his father didn't have to be natural. That's why he took the Holy Spirit because man can born him. That's what makes women special. God didn't need a man in this matter. He said, men, stay, stay outside. I just need you to stay and God protect them. See, one of the jobs of a father is to protect, is protection and provision. So I don't know why you are not doing that. And you are rather demanding all kinds of things. It's protection and provision. <laughs> I have to end. I, 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 are you getting something? Yeah. So that's why Jesus came, he came and took this thing. And then he never laid this aside again. Never. Again, all throughout eternity, he's still our senior brother. Bible says that for those he foreknew, he also predestined. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. And those he predestined, he's called. And those he called, no, sorry, 29. Those he predestined, those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. That image, God created her. A man in his own image, but sin destroyed it. Now, Jesus came to be the exact image of God. So, when you are born again, you are now cloned into the image of Jesus. Right? So, that, so that Jesus can be the first amongst many brethren. We are all following when he's moving up. And he is the forerunner. According to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, he has entered the holies of holies for us. He's already there. Before your prayer gets to heaven, somebody is there waiting for the prayer to work with it. That's why we pray. Actually, he told them that you should be happy I'm going. Because he says that John chapter 14, 12 to 13, 12, whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be, may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14, what does the verse 14 say? If you ask anything in my name, I will do. What does the verse 12 say? Greater things shall you do than this. Very I say, all right. So, but what else? There's one is talking about because I go to the Father. Yeah, that's because I go to the Father, you can do greater things. I'm going ahead of you. And then you are on earth. So whatever you ask, I'm going to make sure it gets done for you. Do you have an insider? Some people have insider in the European parliament. Others have insiders in the British parliament. So they have people who are speaking on their behalf. Jesus said, all those places are small, small. I'm going to the magister, the magister himself. I'm going to the, 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 the God of all majesty. I'm going there and I'm going to represent the church, not all human beings. 
the church so that we, when we are in Christ, it's a different story. But I want to, I'm ending on this because the church needs the Holy Spirit. There's only once the Bible says we should receive Jesus. It says that as many as received him. John chapter 1 verse 12. That time he was a human Jesus. So he was talking to the Jews. He came to his own, verse 11. He came to his own. Did you see that? Verse 11. Verse 11. He came to his own. His own did not receive. He came physically. He came. They did not receive him. Then he, verse 12 says, as many as receive him, he gave them the right to become the sons of God. So that's the only place we really talk about receiving Jesus. But after he died and went, he didn't, they never said receive Jesus. They said believe in him but receive the Holy Spirit. When he breathed on them, he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. I will show you from all the scriptures where it was always receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit. So I believe that what a believer does is you, you believe in Christ, you repent, get baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Spirit, according to Romans chapter 8 verse 9, you are none of the people of God. You are not mine. He said, you are not mine. You are not my, my child. The woman is bringing that. No, he said, no, no, this is not mine, no. No, no. The last time I met, I think I remember the last time we met was th- three years ago. The last time that we were together, no, 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 no. I, 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 I knew what I did, so it can't be my child. God, <laughs> God said, now if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he's not, not. You are not one of the people. We have had enough. Did you receive something? We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.